This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast is brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Yep, Shiny Side Up is back to physical events for 2023, with eight talk series events in Invercargill, Queenstown, Nelson, Napier, Gisborne, Whanganui, Rotorua and Auckland, and two bike fest events in Kapiti and Whangarei. This year is going to be awesome. If you haven't been before, you have no idea what you're missing out on. With stunt riders, show and shine, New Zealand police displays and a whole lot more, it's a celebration of all things motorcycling. All events will have presentations from the likes of Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, Dr Chris Hurran and Chaotic Blonde, plus a whole lot more. To find out more about Shiny Side Up, go to shinysideup.co.nz, motonz.com or check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz. We'll see you there. Right, on with the podcast. Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, We are back with another episode and in this show, my first ride on a Moto Marini, not just any Moto Marini, but a very special one. And the reason for that will become quite apparent very shortly. Also, we're going to bring you some history from the latest Kiwi Rider magazine. Uh, We have the history of Moto Marini in a nutshell. And I tried something which failed spectacularly. All that coming up in the latest edition of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Have you checked out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine? Do so, it's absolutely free. Go to kiwirider.co.nz and you can check out the entire back catalogue. It's all there, all in colour and all free for you to read and enjoy. You can even download it. Right, let's get into the podcast. From Kiwi Rider magazine, February 2023, volume 1. Montemarini, a history. The Montemarini brand has history. Some good, some dreadful, but the bikes themselves were always built well and performed. In 1937, Alfonso Marini lived in Bologna, Italy, and had been working with cycle manufacturers when he saw a way around the country's punitive tax laws of the time. Three-wheelers could be driven without a license and were a third of the price of a truck and were a viable transport option. He started a factory which built 350cc, 500cc and 600cc models, and that thinking delivered considerable success. The Marini name was established, along with the Golden Eagle logo. By 1946, despite having had his factory bombed out of existence and rising above the ashes of the fascist horrors, Alberto decides to rebuild and focus on making a two-stroke 125cc engine. He builds his first Moto Marini Corsario motorcycle and it becomes the success of the year. Marini builds 175s and 250s through until the mid-50s, the brand winning the Shell Cup in 1959 at Imola, and by the mid-60s, with many European victories under the belt, they start exporting to the USA, selling bikes with names like Thunder Chief, Jaguar and Hurricane. You may have seen capacity displayed on the side of each of the old-school bikes in fractions, such as 3.5 for 350. Kajiva purchased Ducati in 1985, and in 1986 they also acquired Moto Marini. By 1990, Marini had been dissolved into Ducati, ostensibly over an engine that may have been better than the buyers. 
However, in 1999, Alberto's nephew manages to procure the brand back from Ducati. It took a while, but in 2005 they relaunched with a new Corsario. A 1,200cc, 140-horsepower V-twin with a six-speed box and a trellis frame. Two years later, they launched the Scrambler version, then the Gran Peso Maxi Endurance, with the Motomarini family firmly back in control. By May of 2010, the company was declared bankrupt, but the liquidators reopened the factory to trade out of the hole. In 2015, the Giunzunelli family were building new Motomarini bikes up to Euro 4 certification, and in 2018, the large Japanese company Zhongning bought the Golden Eagle and finally offered long-term stability. A colourful history, shall we say? That is Motomarini's history in a nutshell. But what is the special bike that is in my garage? Well, right here, right now, we have a Motomarini CMSO 6.5. Say hello to our new long-term test bike. The Motomarini CMSO, or 6.5 as I'll now refer to it, is a 649cc parallel twin LAMS-approved motorcycle with Italian heritage and puppy dog playfulness. It comes in two variants, the STR, which is a more street-focused motorcycle, and the SCR, which is the one I've got here. It's a bit more of a scrambler, but the two are very, very similar. So, tech specs. The length of the bike is 2,150mm, wheelbase 1,425mm, dry weight 200kgs, and it's got a 16-litre fuel tank. Braking up front, we've got a double 298mm disc with Brembo floating two-piston caliper. Rear single 255mm disc with Brembo two-piston caliper and it is ABS equipped. Suspension. Up front, we've got an upside-down Kayaba 43mm fully adjustable fork with 220mm of travel and rear a Kayaba monoshock which is also fully adjustable 220, sorry, 120mm of travel. Wheels, up front we've got an 18-inch tubeless spoked alloy rim and down back a 17-inch tubeless spoked alloy rim. Tyres are OEM Pirelli MT60 RS and the engine itself, as I mentioned, a 649cc parallel twin, liquid-cooled uh, with 54 newton metres of torque seven at 7,000 RPM, 44 kilowatts, 61 horsepower at 8,250 RPM. Now this is a cool wee bike, and I say wee bike as it's very approachable, I'm used to adventure bikes, big suckers. Uh, this has got a seat height of 810mm, so it's easy to swing a leg over, and I can get both feet on the ground comfortably. Looks are subjective, but I really like the look of this bike. It is black and silver, uh, it has a leather seat, and it has a set of gold forks up the front which really set it off. The rear, the rear lights and number plate are mounted on the real on the rear wheel hugger, which cleans up the tail of the bike and adds just a little bit of class. With full with full LED lighting all around, and it's got this really nice mono headlight and a very functional TFT LCD display. This bike is well equipped when compared to other Lambs offerings on the market. 
Further to this, the bike has fully adjustable suspension, which you just don't see on Lamb's bikes all that often. And for those who like a bit of tech, this bike is well equipped with a Bluetooth module, meaning you can connect your phone, control your music and your phone calls from the backlit switch gear, which is a beautiful touch. Power delivery, it's very playful. It feels like a bike that's ready to go in a happy way. It's a bit like a puppy that's always keen to play, always keen to go for a walk. But I don't feel like I need to keep an eye on it. It's not like it's out to get you. It doesn't give you the impression that as soon as you turn your back, it's going to rip your face off. The throttle response is more than adequate to get around with some power to play with and enough power to get you out of trouble in traffic. There's not a mountain of low-end torque, but get the revs up around about the top end of the first third and it gets along very nicely indeed. Thank you very much. The bars are nice and wide, giving the 6.5 a nimble feeling. Riding it in traffic, I feel like I've got the ability to manoeuvre through tight spaces and just push it over into corners. The bike feels familiar, even though I've only ridden it for less than 500 kilometres. The mirrors are pretty basic. There is a little bit of vibration through the bars, which makes visibility through the mirrors, you know, higher in the rev, a little bit average. But they still do the job. One might be inclined to swap them out for bar-end units to kind of keep in in tune with the bike, keep the vibe. One thing that I think is head and shoulders above any other Lambs bike on the market, and possibly a lot of non-Lambs bikes that I've ridden also, is the brakes. They feel utterly fantastic. The front brake lever is a one-finger job. Excellent feel. The rear brake lever is a, is solid. It's exactly where you want it to be, and it hauls the bike up brilliantly. Like I don't feel like I'm using more than the, half the travel of the of either of the levers. The Moto Marini Ciamizo. Ciamizo. It's hard to pronounce. I'm going to call it the 6.5, as I said before, SCR variant, is a confidence-inspiring ride with with enough power to keep up at highway speeds, comfortable ergonomics, and all the gear you want, but nothing you don't need. I may be getting overexcited, but this could be one of the best Lambs bikes on the market. It is at least, in my opinion, the best Lambs bike of 2023. Ride this back-to-back with the Lambs offering from Big Blue, and you might notice a slight lack of low-end torque. But the Motomarini designers have done an outstanding job, and I think the elegance and visual presence, presence of this bike more than make up for any perceived lack of engine performance. This is absolutely on par and in some cases trumps the offerings from other manufacturers and should be on the test ride list for all riders new and old. The Motomarini Ciamezo 6.5 SCR. Outstanding. I really enjoyed my first ride on it and I've been enjoying commuting on it lately. I'm looking forward to riding this and sharing my experiences with you. We're going to have it as our long-term bike for about the next six months. If you want to check out photos or any more information on our new long-term test, test bike, the Motorini 6.5, we're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. You can go to MotoNZ uh, on TikTok, on um, Instagram or check out MotoNZ.com. There's a full story with a whole stack of photos up there as well. 
tried something during the week and I failed miserably. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to tell anyone else about this on any other platform. So you're getting the one and only time I'm going to tell this story. Late last year, I asked you what color the MTO7, no, the MTO7, the Tenere 700 should be. I said, you know, what color should I, should I, I'm going to wrap it, what color should it be? And we did a poll and, you know, people shared their opinions and that was all great. And so I set about trying to find some vinyl to wrap the bike with. And I got some vinyl. It was brilliant. No worries. All good. I bought it. I paid my own money for it. I brought it home. I wrapped the bike as best I could. And I am not a vinyl wrapping god. Far from it. So we went with white. I went with gloss white. I had two options. I could go with uh, matte or gloss, and I went with gloss. It wasn't quite as glossy as I thought it was going to be. It was more of a matte finish, uh, but it wasn't quite the same white as the T7 was either. So I pulled it apart, and I wrapped it, and I stretched it, and I heated it, and I spent probably five hours on the tail section of the bike alone. And then I did the two little panels beside your knees. And then I did the sides of the tank. And then I stepped back about 11 o'clock that night and went, oh my God, that is horrid. And if you want to see a photo, I'll chuck it up on the Kiwi Rider podcast Facebook page. Uh, I'll pop it up as a story. So if you're listening to this podcast on the day it goes out, Thursday, then you can see it now. But if you're not, if you're listening down the track, you can send us a message and I might send you a photo. It looked terrible. There were creases in it. Um, Yeah, it wasn't the right color. So I wrapped the bike and three days later, I took all the wrap off it again. (laughs) If you want to change the color of your motorcycle, wrapping it is a great option. Um, but you're going to need a lot more patience than I have. And you're going to need probably twice as much wrap as you think you're going to need because you're going to stuff, stuff stuff things up and have to redo it. Uh, so the bike, the T7, is still its factory colours. Competition white uh, with a red tail. And I think I might look at other options. Maybe I'll look at getting a different colour body panel set or something. Uh, but yeah, um, my wrapping experience with the Tenere 700 was a flop. So if you're wondering what color the T7 is, it's back to its factory color. And maybe down the track, I might get some blue or some gray or maybe some khaki green and give it another nudge. Um, but yeah, white definitely didn't look good. Um, if you're wondering how much vinyl you're going to need, if you want to attempt the project yourself for your bike, I mean, depending on how big your bike is, of course, um, the T7, I, I probably used, uh, it comes in, it comes in rolls of 1.6 and then however long you want. Uh, so I got two meters by 1.6 and I've probably used a little less than half of it. I've probably used less than one meter by 1.6. Um, which is awesome. But, I mean, I now know how much I need to buy if I want to wrap the tail in blue or, you know, any other colour. Uh, but that was my experience. That was my story. Thanks for listening. <laughs>
This is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray Heron. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Hey, we've got heaps of content going out there. Of course, the podcast goes out absolutely free on whatever platform you're listening to us on now every Thursday. Every Monday, I've got a video going out on the Moto NZ YouTube channel. A um, couple of weeks ago, I shared the first episode, and then last week, I said to share the, the second episode of my Southbound and Solo trip, uh, which... I, you had on the podcast I think last week um, so if you want to check that out go to YouTube and search up MotoNZ my website is MotoNZ.com everything goes up there as well I'd love to have you uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel though we're still working on cracking the 1000 subscribers mark and we did the draw for the um, the Cardo Freecom 4X giveaway as well and uh, if you were the person that I contacted you've got about two weeks to get back to me otherwise we're going to have to redraw that prize so good luck to everyone who has subscribed if we uh, if we don't hear back from our winner we will redraw it uh, but you'll know who you are I've reached out to you on a, a few different um, avenues so yeah uh, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. As I said, my name is Ray Heron. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get hold of us, we're on social media Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, under the name Kiwi Rider Podcast. Kiwi Rider Magazine is absolutely free in your inbox if you subscribe twice a month. You can check it out at kiwirider.co.nz, is the website. Matt's website, onthrottle.co.nz, has got his finger on the pulse of all things motorcycling and news related. And uh, all the new bikes go up there as well. And everything I test and, uh, and and ride and all the gear and stuff goes up at MotoNZ.com. Otherwise, keep the rubber side down, throttle on. We'll catch you at Shiny Side Up, either in Kapiti or in Whangarei uh, later this month. Uh, and uh, keep the rubber side down, throttle on. We'll catch you in seven days' time. This episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast was brought to you by Shiny Side Up. Yep, Shiny Side Up is back to physical events for 2023. With eight talk series events in Invercargill, Queenstown, Nelson, Napier, Gisborne, Whanganui, Rotorua and Auckland, and two bike fest events in Kapiti and Whangarei, this year is gonna be awesome. If you haven't been before, you have no idea what you're missing out on. With stunt riders, show and shine, New Zealand police displays and a whole lot more, it's a celebration of all things motorcycling. All events will have presentations from the likes of Kevin Williams, Dave Moss, Dr Chris Hurran and Chaotic Blonde, plus a whole lot more. To find out more about Shiny Side Up, go to shinysideup.co.nz, motonz.com or check out the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz. And we'll see you there. Thanks for listening.